thought we were going to stop using that as opening music. We don't have anything else yet. YouTube already hates me, so it's We're already banned, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. We can do whatever we want now. Be <laughs> blocked by social media. What do you know? Hey, you're nobody until you're blocked. Yeah, exactly. It's very true. Welcome to the family with... Is his mic up? His mic's not up. There we go. There you go. Let me do it again. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman. Who's taking his life in his hands just yes. being in the same room. Yeah, he will not be silenced. Co-host <laughs> Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt-Bernard. I will not be silenced. <laughs> Once you settle down there, Malcolm X. I warned him. I warned him, and he still came in. Tevin so, X. That's all I have It's to on record. Michael Bryant. Yeah. We warned him. <laughs> yeah, Michael Bryant, exactly. Personal injury lawsuit. We will be back and kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tommy, I need a favor. What's that? Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice? Do you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No, Echo, okay. Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo. Nissan Titan. Man, that's brilliant. We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores, Coon Rapids and Burnsville. For this month, for the month of October, you can buy a brand-new Nissan Titan, which is just a badass truck, 0% financing for 84 months. Here's the only catch. We only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan, that's unheard of. That's as long as your KQ contract. It is. It'd be perfect. Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore. Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore. That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time? Nice that sucks. So we are marching forward with 2020 first uh, mm-hmm. show back on the air for me since my brother died on Thursday. Oh, you're public with that? Yeah, it was on social media three minutes say, after yeah. it happened. That it is seems true. Like. I why, was, why wouldn't it be public? Well, I don't know. because usually you wait until absolutely everybody in the family's been informed, and you know it's not like sit around hot waiting news. for the lame brains. Oh yeah, I figured out what happened. You texted my email address from when I was like fifteen. I texted Andy. Is what I texted. Well, it went to my ancient email address. Why would it do that? Why? I texted your phone number. I don't know. On his thread, he thought that he wasn't informed that Troy had died. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, I wasn't. And so we looked at his email, his text thread, and it says, Troy died. Like and six minutes like, after he died. Because I talked to him the next day, he's like, thanks for telling us that, <laughs> that 
Troy like, died. What are you talking about? Well, I tried to call her a bunch of times and she didn't answer. Who, so. Alex? No, Mom. Well, neither one of them answered their goddamn phone. I'm getting really tired of it, by the way. That's true. You and Alex never answer your phone. Yeah, we found out because I think like <sighs> Sunny said it or some I someone think, I on think Facebook. She's the first one that said. And then something. a thousand other people. Yeah. I know. That's why I said, okay, well, cat's out of the bag, yep. so I'll just do it. Well, that's fine. I'm sure Troy would have been fine with it. We sure did get a lot of response, I'll tell you that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then, of course, Sid has to steal his thunder yesterday by dying at 100 years old. Sid Hartman died? Yeah. Yesterday, yes. yeah. In the middle oh, wow. of the Vikings game. On Alex and Dan's anniversary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can't have one good thing without no. something bad happening in 2020. Well, I mean, Sid. at 100, you know, what do you expect? 100 years old. It's like what 100-year-olds do. They die. Yes, that's right. probably true. And like, and I'm guessing you met him and had a working kind of relationship with him and stuff oh, they, like that. In the beginning, I did, but I haven't. I, I saw Sid about a year ago, but he didn't know who I was because he's a hundred. Right. But, but I haven't really spent any time with Sid in the past 10, 15 years. Yeah, my favorite memory of Sid was a long time ago. We went to some Gopher game with him. Oh yeah. And he insisted on driving us to this restaurant. Vecchio's. Vecchio's. And his car. He's like, get in, get in. I had to sit on Tom's lap in the front seat because his car was so full of shit. Like paperwork? <laughs> yeah, boxes and boxes uh, of papers. It was, it was an old-style businessman. Yeah. Well, I mean, paperwork I, mean, I, cool. I literally yep. had to sit. And then, and then Sid, who is very familiar with the stadium area and going to his favorite restaurant, goes down the wrong way. On a one way. And I'm sitting on his lap in the front seat. Yeah. And I'm like, we are just ripe for a very bad car accident. <laughs> and I said, Sid, this is the wrong way. He says, oh, there used to be around here. That's there what he used said. to be <laughs> around here. That's, that's like the overarching <laughs> kind of theme of, I feel like, Sid's career is everywhere Sid, he went. They're just like, you know, there's rules, but Sid just kind of does. Yeah. Sid's and then you go out to dinner, and, and, and he's talking, and food is flying, and you're just like, oh, oh my yeah. God, what have we gotten ourselves into? My favorite thing is he <laughs> gets late to an M Club meeting over at Jack's upstairs, mm-hmm. rushes in, sits down, starts eating his soup, and he goes, this soup is terrible. It's because it was French dressing. <laughs> he thought the yeah, bowl, be pretty bad. Thought the bowl of orange liquid was and, tomato and soup. The fact that <laughs> the fact that he has moments like that, and he was still like working and writing columns oh, until yeah. the day he died, is amazing. Yeah. Sid, but Sid's always been yeah, like that. Came, when he was yeah. twenty, he was like that. Yeah, he came over to our house for some sort of I don't even know what kind of party it was, and I had all this food out, and he was like, <laughs> "I made a Waldorf salad." I'm going to pretend like I know what that is. It's basically walnuts, chi- chicken salad with grapes and oh, okay. walnuts oh, and stuff. I know that's what that was called. I believe that's I what it was. I call that okay. chicken salad with grapes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought, exactly. And I thought it was being, being very fancy, and he, he, I saw him take a bite, spit it back on his plate. Wow. <laughs> God, and throw it out. I'm like, oh, Sid, so not to your liking. He's like, uh, that was great. I loved it. I'm just so full. I'm just so full. That's <laughs> so the problem. That was no the problem. last time I Sid I... came to the house. I, th- I think that that was sort of unusual back in those days to have the grapes and the walnuts. Oh, God, yeah. yes, back in so Minnesota. When people oh, yeah. would bite into a grape, it would have been weird, I think. But maybe just sucked. I don't know. So <laughs> Sydney gets there, and there, you know everybody's there. A lot of sports figures are there, and a lot of people in media are there, and everybody's there. So I introduced Sid to my mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. While he's shaking my mother's hand, 
he did something. And so my mother leaves, and I said, Sid, you're the only person still alive that ever gave my mother the look-away handshake. Oh, well, that's right. Handy, he was looking around for famous people. Yeah, you were mad about that for a long time. Well, it's only been about 30 years. Yeah, you don't get over things quickly. <laughs> don't give my mother the look-away handshake. Right. my you mother. Don't, you don't get over stuff fast. They do not get over stuff no. like that fast. Or well, ever. Well, yeah. Well, also, that's very disrespectful. You can't take the two seconds to look somebody in the eyes exactly. with their hands. Like, hey, He's like, yeah, nice to talk to you. Oh, look away. Lou Daddy's over He probably there. thought you were trying to hook him up. <laughs> With Toots, they were yeah. the same age. He was exactly. like five months older he, than her. He probably got a lot of that. See, oh, Sid, you'd April love my mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was five months older than my mother. Because he didn't remarry. No, he never did. No. It was weird, too, by the way, in the Star Tribune when I looked at the story about him. They don't mention his daughter. They say he has a son, Chad. Oh, God, yeah. They she didn't was... mention his daughter. I was like, what's that all about? Maybe she, weird. Want, maybe she wanted to be left out of it. I mean, maybe, I don't know. But, boy, we used to go together over at the Lincoln Dell, the one that was on Highway 12 before it was 394. The Lincoln Dell is now where, what was where, like, Olive Garden is now. Yeah. Over there on 394. Yeah. I'm just, just, literally just west of Highway 100. There used to be a deli there, the Lincoln Dell, and we'd go over there. Like, I... You know, I had lunch there with Sid about at least once a month for the longest time. And uh, just the, the people that would come and go, it was so odd to be because everybody knew who Sid was. Yeah. Well, I remember on KQ, you always did the my close personal friend. Oh, don't. off, man. <laughs> Sidney was something else. There's no doubt about it. I saw him about a year ago at Murray's, and he had no idea who I was. Yeah. It was Nothing unfortunate. Happened. This is unfortunate. Well, he was 99 years old at that time. So. Yeah. Plus, I hadn't seen him in quite a while. He so. had a good run, man. He certainly did. Did he very, very well. Did. did very, very well. Mm-hmm. He's got all this stuff named after him and got all kinds of stuff cooking. So that's very, very good for him. Sid, we're going to miss you, even though, like I said, I hadn't talked to Sid in a long time. As soon as as soon as I started getting in ba- getting in battles with the polads and people like that, Sid didn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> no, that's yeah, it's kind of bad for his. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was the end of love. our friend. Well, yep. wasn't the end of our friendship. We just never talked anymore. Right. Sid was very protective over people he wrote about. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Good yeah. for him. What? It all works out in the end. That's all I know. Sidney, I, you know, I saw something. I got I got to read to you guys just now. I, I saw it on the morning show, and uh, you love this. China's economy may do what no others can. Now, it doesn't say no others will. China's economy may do what no others can do. You know what that is? Print money. Recover. Yep. Oh, my God. New numbers put it on track to be the only major economy to expand in 2020. How did they do that? Oh, they had to close their the factories whole, for right. months. That was the whole point of all of this, is to them make money. Mm-hmm. All, this COVID is about money, just like everything oh, else every, in the world is now. Well, you bet against the house, you're going to win bigger. Well, listen to this now. Uh, at the New York Times, Keith Bradshaw, this is at the New York Times, says, and I quote, as most of the world still struggles with the coronavirus pandemic, China is showing once again that a fast economic rebound is possible when the virus is brought firmly under control. Ah, uh, so it's a propaganda article. They started it! What do you mean <laughs> right. brought it under control? They released it on yeah. the world! God, these reporters are the filthiest people on earth, aren't mm-hmm. they? 
And I'm talking about local newspapers, national newspapers, national broadcast. These reporters are filthy people. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. The, it, like you said, like where you started the whole thing. Like it was at one point, like you have our president calling it the China virus. Right. He's not just making that up. Like, I mean, maybe exactly. who knows. But there's, yeah, when it's like you guys are kind of known worldwide as the outbreak center. Like, how are you guys going to be now magically be the ones to recover the cleanest for real? It was the whole point. Of the, like I said, I talked to several doctors over the last couple of weeks and they tell me that flu numbers are underreported and COVID numbers are overreported. This, and again, it's not to say that, you know, people dying is not important, but people die of the flu all the time. Right. And they basically said that the death numbers between the flu and coronavirus are almost identical. And yet, right. if you look at them, they're about 100,000 apart, mm-hmm. as reported. It's all about making money. Who is mm-hmm. going to get paid the top dollar for that uh, vaccine? Yeah. This is all about these high numbers. Well, Andy, what did you what did you say? That and we've never had, had a flu vaccine that's worked yet. No, not really. No, we have not. Melissa's had the flu one time, and it was because she got a flu shot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I've never gotten a flu shot. Yeah, so I, I don't remember either. the last time I've gotten a flu shot, and I can't remember the last time I've even been remotely. No, I've sick. never had the flu. I was like... Cuts like your fine figure. I think I had the flu about five, four or five years ago, and you had the flu at Christmas or Thanksgiving one year. Was it? Yeah, you were. Yeah, you had a fever and all that. Yeah, maybe. But I I just literally, and it's not to downplay the seriousness of COVID, Mm -hmm. but this is all about money in the United States, in China, in Europe. It's who can make the most money off of you dying. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah, or even like just the process of like saying, oh, we're short on, you know, masks and protective equipment. So everybody quick, go out and buy right. as much of it as you can. Well, oh, now yeah. somebody's getting paid as you're oh, panicking, yeah. going and buying gloves and masks. And well, didn't the price that. go from like 50 cents to $10 a piece or something oh, like yeah. that? Like went up 20 oh, times. Amazon was, yeah, they had all God. kinds of vendors that were just gouging the crap out of Filthy everybody on prices. <laughs> Filthy pigs, I say. We gotta take a break because we have a guest coming up in just about two minutes with the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great (laughs) it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Mm-hmm. You know what's so amazing is you talk to people of different political bents. Bents? Because, you know, I'm pretty centrist. I don't, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I try to listen to both of them. I will tell you, the one person I would have voted for had they picked her as a candidate... Because I saw her talking again today. 
I would have voted for Tul- Tulsi Gabbard in a minute. Yeah, I probably would have too. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. Very. She had it all, and why they passed on her, I will never understand. A lot of people would have. She would have taken far more votes from Trump than Biden. Oh, far more. Absolutely. No question. Because oh. she's a military it's a woman. a huge mistake. Yep. She's, she's, uh, uh, she's a mixed race woman. But she's not she's a got political all the, all insider. The, she's yep. not, and she won't kiss their ass. Yeah, that's not a part big of the cult. part of it. Seriously, that's a huge part of it, because I would have voted for her in a heartbeat. Yep. She's a Democrat from Hawaii, if you don't know who it is. Her father is Samoan, and her mother is, can't remember where her mother's, maybe Hawaiian. Why do we have to maybe. care about that? Right. No, I agree. I, I mean, agree seriously, more. I am, like, so fed up with, you know, skin color politics, and it's just like, oh, my God, is it a good, do they know what they're doing? Right. I, Tevin and I have talked about it, and he, from now on, he wants me to call him blickety black black <laughs> when he's on the show. <laughs> what does that actually, mean? Tevin, what does have, that mean? <laughs> I have a sweatshirt that I only wear in February that says, like, I'm black every month, but this month I'm blackety black black. So there you go. There it is, baby. <laughs> that is okay, okay. I told you. Don't know what you're talking about. What is blackety uh, blackety black? It's you know, from I'm a movie. Black, y'all. Yeah. I'm black, yo. Oh, and I'm black, yo. Oh. Black, 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 oh, okay. black, black. I forgot CB4. about it. Okay. Yeah. That's old. CB4, that's exactly what it's from. <laughs> Cell Block 4. Yeah. All right. It was a Chris Rock movie. That movie was very funny, by the way. Remember the guy? <laughs> the guy gets out of prison. He can't get a job. So he takes a job. Thought it was going to be a good job, man. It was on like a sex talk line. Mm-hmm. But it was like for men only. <laughs> it was all pissed off about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was a very funny movie. I liked it a lot. So we're waiting to hear from Tommy Habib. Yep. All right. We're off time a little bit again. Not we aren't, but they are. But it all works out in the end is all I know. We try. All I do is get out on time. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. You're, yeah, you're a professional like that. You hit it's the post a, coming a, in. Unbelievable. And you, you're not missing any breaks. Got to do the advertisers. I told some stories this morning about my brother Troy who died on Thursday. And it's kind of honor him a little bit. I don't, I've never told you guys about, because this was 25 years ago, maybe even 30 years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Troy and I were sitting at Howie's Bar on West Broadway and Penn Avenue. We're sitting in there, and I'm sitting at the bar, and he's sitting to the left of me, and then to the left of him there's this other guy. This other guy says to Troy, what are you guys doing here? Troy goes, what? He goes, what are you doing here? And I said, well, what, we're having a beer. He goes, well, you from around here? Troy goes, yeah, we're from around here. We're from the north side. You know where? So I'm getting really pissed off, right? I'm getting really fed up with the whole deal. So I said, well, we've lived all over north Minneapolis, but that's really none of your business. And Troy jumps up and he goes, Tom, Tom, take it easy. Look how tough this guy is. He looks really rough. I wouldn't mess with this. I started laughing so hard, I thought I was going to vomit. And the guy just gets up and leaves. It was really funny. He just Troy diffused. was always the funny one, that's he for sure. He was a very funny guy. Very, did you ever hear the story about the, uh, the cart woman? Oh, Oh, God, he and I are, sorry, because I know some of you have heard this story a few times already, but we're playing golf one day, again, about 30 years ago, something like that. And so Troy, no, it was probably 25 years ago, he was about 30 in the cart, you know, the the booze cart, the beer cart woman on the golf course. Yep. She's about 25, really, really pretty, just a very pretty young woman. And she keeps coming back like every two holes. 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so after about the eighth, I was in Detroit. Yeah, I think she's kind of fond of you there, Troy. She keeps coming back every two holes, talking to you. She doesn't talk to me. She talks to right. you. He goes, no, that's nothing. That's ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. So 16th hole, we got two holes to go, and here she comes again. She's falling up again like this, right? Now, I should mention that they they did actually go out a couple of times, so it all worked out in the end. But she says, well, Troy, um, I don't know if you're interested or not, but maybe sometime we could get together and go out and have dinner or go to a movie or something. And Troy goes, are you asking me out on a date? And she goes, yeah, I am. And he goes, get in line, sister. <laughs> It was a great kid line, sister. She was horrified. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I'm just kidding. I'd love to go out. Right. Especially like, because like in that situation, like I'm at work. I shouldn't be doing this anyway, but I'm going to take a chance. Yeah. And then he gives me that response. It's either going to go great and you guys are going to get married or she's going to quit and never show her face again. Exactly right. I just absolutely loved the, 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 the look on her face. She was just, because she was a very pretty woman. Mm-hmm. She was just crushed. Yeah, get in line, sister. Right. And especially where, like, the rules, like, she's probably used to that being a little bit reversed, where she's the one being yeah. all, like, all fond of her. All the time. All right, we got our guest. Tommy Habib's ready to go. Tommy Habib, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing, Tommy? Hey, how are you guys? Not too bad. No, we're going to get confused because my last name is Bernard. My first name is Tom. So everybody calls me Tommy B. So I've got Tommy B and Tommy Habib. What are we going to do? <laughs> hey, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. I used to hear that you quite got, a bit. You got a good name there, Tommy. There's nothing wrong with that. Tommy Habib, ladies and gentlemen. The new syndicated series, To the Rescue, I want to hear all about it. Tommy Habib, of course, television host, best known for hosting the reality TV show Cheaters. He hosts uncensored pay-per-view specials of cheaters on events in demand. Um, he is the host and executive producer of reality show Stag, which airs on events in demand as well. To the rescue, the new show. So I want to hear about the new show, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you letting me tell you guys about it. Uh, you know, so I've been part of the kind of animal world for a while, Uh uh, with the SPCALA hosted their telethon, and, and it just became time for me to do something pretty special for for rescue dogs. And uh, these stories are just unbelievable. And so I've got a great platform. I just thought this was, would be something. So what we do basically is I really shine a light on on the rescue world, on these people that are doing amazing things. Uh, as they go, and we find these unadoptable dogs, right? The ones that are usually beat up and tattered and bloody Aww. messes that, that nobody will take and that are literally about to pass away. And we take those dogs, we get them the veterinary care they need. We, we um, Once they're healthy, we get them training, and then uh, um, we give them we put them through an extreme puppy makeover basically so they are completely ready for their for their forever family so and if you you know if you guys get a chance to go online and and, you know to our website or social media and see these transformations of these dogs or or go watch it the show will be on you know it's on every saturday all over the country uh you're going to be amazed and 
so many people going, oh, Tommy, you're doing a cute kids show about dogs and one. No, no, no. It's not a kids show. It's a family show, you know, because you, you're going to have to answer some questions your kids are going to ask you because these kids are, uh, uh, they're a mess. I mean, not the kids, sorry. The dogs are a mess. And then, uh, you know, by the time we're done, I kind of think of it as like Rocky. You know, Rocky was this, this mutt that nobody wanted. And, uh, he went through this training and Rocky's fighting back, right? And then all of a sudden at the end, you're cheering and crying for Rocky. It's the same thing with these dogs. You know, they're, they're these dogs that nobody cared about, nobody wanted. And then they get a second chance at life. Tommy, and I got to t- see them. I got to tell, tell you very quickly, we have a dog in studio right now, and he has a big smile because of you. Oh, man. He has never, known, he's never known a moment of sorrow, though. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> his big anxiety is standing by his bowl a little early for dinner. Yep. So <laughs> that's, that's the about problem he's got. all he's got. Yeah, we love that dogs. That is hysterical. He doesn't... Well, you guys need to, y'all need to foster one. We'll bring one by the studio. Let you guys foster him for a few weeks till we get a forever home for him. The problem with fostering is I don't think I could ever stop. I'd end yeah. up with... Give up the dog, I'd yeah. have to have like 700 acres and <laughs> full-time <laughs> kennel staff. And it would be all... I, I just... Yep. I, I just... I cannot stand to see dogs abused no. or starving or... Oh, my God. It's so tough. It's it. God bless you for doing it. Well, thank you very much. And on our show, don't don't think of us as like a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Oh, thank God. That's not what it is. <laughs> we, 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 we give you a little bit of the hard facts in the beginning, but but then you get to see this wonderful transformation very quickly. We don't we don't make you uh, you know we don't put you through that mess. But oh. we, but it is pretty rough to see. And then but but you're so it's it's brief and quick, and you're. You're so happy when you see this dog changing and how many people it takes to change one of these lives. And it's just really pretty magical because, you know, you've got the, there was one dog. It's so sweet. And it's a shelter. I mean, this is a kill shelter. The, the, one of the, the veterinary care people, every time that it was euthanasia day, right? Mm. And this dog had nowhere to go. They would hide him. They hide him in closets, hide him under the, they just keep hiding him in different places, under their desks. And five different times, this dog, you know, dodged getting euthanized. And then finally, um, uh, you know, they just were screaming for help, and a rescuer came and, and rescued this dog. And, and you'll see him on our show. You know, you see this dog now that literally was just a mess and, and dodged being put to sleep five different times. And now is living in this amazing with this amazing family. You know, it's it's pretty sweet, and the the best part about it is I get to tell these stories, and I get to meet yeah. all these dogs. And I'm close to becoming a foster failure myself. I've got this little sweet dog named Steel that I recovered out of this uh, place in Arkansas, and uh, uh, it's really tough. We got about two three hundred people trying to adopt him around the country. They've seen him on TV with me, and it's—I'm having a hard time knowing that I'm letting him go. It's really tough. Yeah, our daughter's friend was fostering a lot of dogs, and one of them just—oh my God—the way he looked at her 
It was just like, you're not giving up this dog. You're totally <laughs> keeping this dog. And sure enough. Which was this? It's that, it's that terrier. I don't Ooh. remember his name. Oh, Paige. Man. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. He would just look so at we're her. we talking like, about saving dogs. Yeah. And I'm driving by a church. Can you hear the bell? Ah. <laughs> Did the sun just come out from behind a cloud? <laughs> That's exactly right. Now, I tell you, Tommy, we, oh, uh, we have, our family gets together. We have son Andy, who you just talked to there, and our daughter Alex is usually on the show, too, but she's uh, taking care of some family issues today, so she's not on. But uh, between Jude at our house, which is our Cavalier King Charles, and then Andy brings over his dog, Daisy. And then our daughter, Alex, brings over her two dogs. She has two rescue dogs. She has two rescue wow. dogs. So mm-hmm. our house is a barking mess every time the family gets together. <laughs> That's how it's always been, though. It's always we, we've been always like had. That. I mean, yep. when I was growing up, we had between the horses, the cats, the dogs, we probably had 15 animals on the property. Yep. <laughs> we had a lot oh, of animals. Oh, man, God bless you guys. That is just so wonderful. Well, the what, amazing. What, you know. Tommy, the amazing thing is when Jude, like when Catherine, my lovely wife, leaves, because he is just wired to Catherine. He just loves Catherine. And I come in about, I don't know, 80th place. But when she's gone, I have to put my, in a chair that has, you know, I prop my feet up. I have to put my right leg straight, take my left leg and fold it over Make into a, a V, crook. like a little crook, cross over my other leg. So he fits inside that little pocket perfectly. Yep. He, I have to do it or he won't come up and sit in my lap. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. He's hardwired to go into a lap. Yeah. <laughs> he is hardwired to That's go into right. a lap. It's amazing. And you're probably getting a cramp in your leg as you're like holding it in place going, oh my God, yeah. but it yes. feels so good. And yes. does he care? No. No, it's only know. about three, four hours. You know, no big deal, <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> I, I just think the whole, it is amazing to me that there are no other animals like a dog, a, a dog, is the most loyal, caring pet. No, they're you know cats care about you and birds. You know, love to see you and all that. But as far as dogs, they are the they're about halfway to human, aren't they? I got to tell you, they are. And part of what our show is about, really, is showing the humanity of of these people that get involved, and you get to see how dogs change their lives. Yep. And and. And in both ways, right? We save that dog, but so many times those dogs are saving us. And, you know, I'm working on a new show with Mariel Hemingway on, uh, in Time Magazine on teen suicide. And I had Mariel, she's rescued three different dogs and mm. has these uh, amazing rescues. And part of our, we're doing a whole show on, on, you know, that other subject matter. But I wanted people in one of our episodes, we really talk about, how dogs help us with mental health, right? Help us keep our head on straight because when we have a tough day, we come home, who's there to greet you, right? It's the dog. Yep. The dog doesn't care. He just wants to love you up. And, you know, I have a 14 and a 16-year-old at home, and, you know, with social media and all this pressure of COVID and everything else, they go up in their rooms and shut their door to do their homework or what they're doing, I don't know, and I'm worried to death, but I know my dogs are up there with them, and so they're getting a lot of love from that dog, and I know if they need somebody to talk to, well, that dog will listen. I think it's wonderful. Where do people find To the Rescue, Tommy? Well, if you'll go to therescuetv.com, 
and um, you can look up, put in your zip code, and it'll tell you where it's airing in your marketplace. It's a syndicated show, yeah. very much like you know all the game shows and things. And or you uh, please go to our Facebook, to the Rescue TV, our Instagram. We have amazing stories, and it's growing. You know, we're a brand new show; just started airing this past weekend. Right. And uh, but we have hundreds and hundreds of wonderful stories that we're going to share on, on social media. So, so become a, you know, follow us, become a friend, and uh, you'll get to, to enjoy these amazing stories every day as we, as we share them on our Instagram and Facebook that, you know, help us get a, just a little smile. Sometimes we need that in the day. We do indeed. Tom, you got to come back and spend more time with us. We love talking dogs, man. Well, I see. I love talking dog myself. So, thank you guys so much for giving me this time and and talking talking about these sweet pups because they're so important in our lives. Uh, and the the more we can, you know, now I get to screaming from the mountaintop. So, so uh, hopefully, nice. uh, people will will. Uh, if you have a dog, you get it. If you don't have a dog. Just foster one and try it and, and watch how it'll change you. So. Thank like you all it. so much and look forward to speaking to you again. I look forward to it, Tommy. Thanks for your time today, sir. Tommy Habib, ladies and gentlemen, Thanks. to the rescue. We'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back just for a couple of minutes here. Um, let you know, Speaking, Tommy Habib, what a great guy. I know, it's so funny because, you know, Jude is supposed, you know, a purebred. And mm -hmm. Alex was so mm -hmm. pissed. She was very mad that She's I bought like, it. She's like, why didn't you get a rescue dog? Yeah, people would spend eight Gs on a Dog, that's what I'm yeah, no, that God. And now you're waiting for a Pomsky. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll wait to get it. Like, let me mess this dog up and somebody else can. No, I'm curious. Oh. I'm, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'll be not. a great dog owner. I grew up with pets all the time. You're and, a disaster. Yeah, like, I don't know. What kind of dogs did some? you? Uh, we had a. Don't say labs. Uh, we had black labs. Of course, you did up. in Wisconsin. Um, we had <laughs> a German Shepherd mix growing up as well okay. uh, and then once we got older we had a like a terrier mix little small dog oh. as well so yeah we were well versed how big are the Pomskis get 
Uh, 12 pounds full grown. What's a pomsky? It's a it's Pomeranian. Like a husky mixed with a Pomeranian. So it looks like a husky. What? It looks like a puppy its entire life. It's, who has sex with who? I don't um, I don't know, but the result is the cutest dog that you've ever seen in your life. Physical. Pomeranian. It's a relationship. Oh, breed, yes. How do they breed? It's not really sex. How do yeah. these, How are these dogs true. making Good sweet point. love? Yeah. Well, they put on some uh, music. Yeah. There's a little Marvin Gaye. Yeah, a little Marvin Gaye on there. That'd be good. I don't know. I ain't never gonna give enough, babe. Oh, baby. Breeding, yes. They weren't breeding. They weren't yeah, having sex. We they were go. breeding. That okay, sorry about that. Smart. All right, I gotta go take a break, and we'll yeah. be back with hour two. And Kostaki <laughs> will be with us at the end of hour two.